0: Fish in the bed pulling the crocheted bedspread tight as a web around the two of them listening it should have been like a storybook here that is what she'd promised him back in the cold little bedroom in virginia north america If they ran away to Mexico with Enrique, she could be the bride of a wealthy man, and her son would be the young squire, in a hacienda surrounded by pineapple fields. The island would be encircled with a shiny band of sea like a wedding ring, and somewhere on the mainland was its gem, the oil fields where Enrique made his fortune. But the storybook was The Prisoner of Zenda he was not a young squire and his mother after many months was still no bride enrique was their captor surveying their terror with a cool eye while eating his breakfast that howling is the au yaros he would say, as he pulled the white napkin out of its silver ring into his silver-ringed fingers, placing it on his lap and slicing into his breakfast with a fork and knife. They howl at one another to settle out their territories before they begin a day of hunting for food. Their food might be us, mother and son agreed when they huddled together inside the spiderweb of bedspread, listening to a rising tide of toothsome roars. You had better write all this in your notebook, she said, the story of what happened to us in Mexico. So when nothing is left of us but bones, someone will know where we went. She said to start this way, in the beginning were the auyaros, crying for our blood. Enrique had lived his whole life in that hacienda, ever since his father built it and flogged the indios into planting his pineapple fields. He had been raised to understand the usefulness of fear. So it was nearly a year before he told them the truth. The howling is only monkeys. He didn't even look across the table when he said it, only at the important eggs on his plate. He hid a scornful smile under his mustache, which is not a good hiding place. Every ignorant Indian in the village knows what they are. You would, too, if you went out in the morning instead of hiding in bed like a pair of sloths. It was true. The creatures were long-tailed monkeys, eating leaves. How could such a howling come from a thing so honestly ordinary? But it did. The boy crept outdoors early and learned to spot them high in the veil of branches against white sky. Hunched, woolly bodies balanced on swaying limbs, their tails reaching out to stroke the branches like guitar strings. Sometimes the mother monkeys cradled little babes, born to precarious altitudes, clinging for their lives. So, there weren't any tree demons, and Enrique was not really a wicked king. He was only a man. He looked like the tiny man on top of a wedding cake, the same round head with parted, shiny hair, the same small mustache, But the boy's mother was not the tiny bride, and, of course, there is no place on that cake for a child. When Enrique wanted to ridicule him after that, he didn't even need to mention devils. He only rolled his eyes up at the trees. The devil here is a boy with too much imagination, he usually said. That was like a mathematics problem. It gave the boy a headache because he couldn't work out which was the wrong part of the equation, being a boy or being imaginative. Enrique felt a successful man needed no imagination at all. Here is another way to begin the story, and this one is also true. The rule of fishes is the same as the rule of people if the shark comes they will all escape and leave you to be eaten they share a single jumpy heart that drives them to move altogether running away from danger just before it arrives